Welcome to Thriller Bitcoin. Welcome to Thriller Bitcoin. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another exciting episode of Thriller Bitcoin. Woohoo! Today we let's have, go. You sound like uh, yeah, Tesla Hoddle. Today we have on Super Testnet, um, and I want him to come on Thriller Bitcoin because I just want to talk to you about life. Yeah, man. And like, because you're like one of my best friends, and I just want to talk to you about like, I don't know what's going on. Oh, that's just like just the, just the different things. Um, so let's first start you're one off. Of my best friends too. Thank you. Uh, that's like big, big right there. Um, tell me about what it was like going on TFTC. Because you, you went on this week. Dude, that's like a dream come true for me. I've listened to that podcast. I listened to it a lot in 2019 and 2020. And I was like, I'm going to get on that podcast one day. But I had to earn it. You know, I couldn't just get on. I couldn't like call him up and just say, hey, let me on. I had to earn it. So I made cool stuff and I kept making cool stuff. And eventually he was like, hey. You want to come on the podcast, talk about the cool stuff you made? I was like, yes, I did it. Yeah, dude. It was, uh, I was super happy for you because I think we were talking about this last year. Mm-hmm. And uh, and uh, you were like, man, it, yeah, it would be amazing if I could go on Marty's podcast. And then you were like, but I want to go on there uh, when he invites me, Car. And I was like, yeah, yeah, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. But it was, uh, it was, it was fantastic. I didn't get to stay the whole episode because I had to take this emergency call. Um, but, uh, Logan said it was amazing, and then I came back in and saw Marty. Marty was just like lightened up. He like he loved you. Like I think he did. Yeah, it's your heart. You're a likable guy, dude. You got to get to know me a little. Do you? Do you? Do you? I think it might. I don't know. I've tried like, sometime, folks. Got to know me, and you might learn your life. I feel like I feel like you are such a like when I think of Pleb Lab, and this is just the truth from my like when I think of Pleb Lab, I think of like Super Testnet mm. and like what he's building and. I think we just had, we just recently brought in Thomas to Pleb Lab. And uh, even he said, he was like, we're super. Like, if super is not in there, then all this, like, 
amazing things aren't getting created. It's like a, it's like your, I don't know, what, what, do you, what do you think that is? Like he mentioned that. And Inventiveness I, or creativity or something. Yeah. I, I'm, always, I'm always trying to think of cool new things you can do and proposing new ideas and saying, like, people, people will tell me what they're working on. And I'm like, that's, that's awesome. And then, like, three days later, I'll come up with something that's very similar. I'll be like, and I'll tell them, like, you could, this is, this is something that, like, you're, it uses what you're already doing to do something totally different or something totally new. Like, with him, Thomas John, he's doing that Bitcoin layaway thing. So you can, you can buy Bitcoin at its current price and do a payment plan where you get it and after a certain amount of time. And I was like, you know, you could use that to do, like, a whole Bitcoin credit card thing where you could do a payment plan for, like, you could get, you could put up Bitcoin and then have a, have a line of credit extended to you, and you have to pay off that line of credit to get your Bitcoin back. Wow. And it's already very similar to what he's currently doing. And he's like, so I could offer Bitcoin credit cards? Like, yeah, here's how you <laughs> mix it in with your current model. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to do that, you know? Yeah. So just coming up with new ideas that are variations on on things is it's it's really fun and and it can lead to cool new products yeah and i think you and thomas get along really well because like thomas he really wants to like help everybody on a community level like that's just for me hanging out with him the past month and understanding who he is and where he's coming from like he really is doing this for the uh just kind of the, the regular people out there mm -hmm. like he wants bitcoin to reach every every community you know what i mean and it's just like uh i do yeah pretty powerful but it's cool seeing you guys together building um yeah it's magical man you make a you make a big difference in Plub lab when you're in there i appreciate it man i think i think everybody contributes and i'm one of them so yeah yeah i know like today this morning i was hanging out with tristan and tristan's like car you're in Plub lab and he's like started hitting me with all these ideas and i was like i was ready for it like yeah because there's something like uh rubbing off on the guy there's something just, yeah, you, that's another thing too, right? You do that. Like you have that, you bring that inventive and creativeness amongst all of us, the collaboration part. Mm -hmm. And that gets us all kind of like wanting to uh, to do cool things. And I think this morning when you came in, we were like, hey, so we got this idea for uh, Pleb OS. And you're like, I don't like it. <laughs> like after we told you what it was, you're like, no, it doesn't sound good. That's, well, yeah. It, it, but it's good. Like we were like just thinking about it and you're like, no, it doesn't need to be done. Like, you know, and we're just kind of like, yeah, I guess the super says it probably doesn't need to be, it probably doesn't need to be done. <laughs> well, don't do that. Just because you run into the first obstacle for an idea. I you Don't do that. You get, let it swim around. Think about it. But it was literally like a five minute conversation. It was like yeah. one of those, you know, we have these these crazy ideas in Plub Lab where we like spend five minutes on it and then we're like, should we pursue it? And it's like, no. Imagine and we just if don't. I didn't, come, didn't finish any of my ideas because somebody said they didn't like it. I'm no, no. There are times though where I personally, like, I'll, I'll even ask you, I'll ask you, and everybody says, no, car, no, and I'll just do it anyway. Right. And that's like what, you gotta. You got to. No one else has your vision. Yeah. That's the truth. What kind of visions are you creating today? Dude. Dude. So many cool things. I don't think I've told you about my moon wallet idea. Have I told you about that? Is that the one that Thomas tried doing uh, at the hackathon? Yeah. Okay, yeah, so, but one. what, okay, explain what it is and then explain how he didn't do it correctly, but how you plan on doing it. So, moon wallet is a Bitcoin wallet that I, I like to say they fake having Lightning Network support. So, you, you can get, you can download this wallet called moon wallet on your phone and you can, when you open it up, you can receive Bitcoins uh, either on the base layer, which is like a, just a regular Bitcoin transaction, or you can create a Lightning invoice and, it'll, and your phone will receive a Lightning payment from somebody. And it's super dope. You can do the same thing when you send. You can send out over Lightning or you can send out on the base layer. 
Um, and it's magical. It's a great magical experience that I think is wonderful. Uh, but they're faking it. It's not like real lighting payments. Really? They're, yeah, yeah. Everything happens on the base layer for them. Okay. But they do this. They do this thing called swapping, where whenever you receive a lightning payment, it's when you you create an invoice in your phone, but you're not. Act, it's not your phone that's creating the invoice. It's actually they're they're running a copy of like some lightning lightning implementation, and the invoice you see on your phone is an invoice from their node. It's not even on, not even running on your phone. Um, but they they do it with this with this con- type of contract called a, a swap which makes it so that they can't receive the lightning payment until they've given you a corresponding amount of bitcoins on the base layer which is a great idea because it allows you to show people a lightning invoice and they can pay with lightning but it's faking it like the the, the person who actually receives the lightning payment is the moon company and you get that that amount of bitcoins on the base layer which is which is cool do they do that because we know how sometimes lightning transactions fail is that the main reason for them doing that just the simplicity of it all well, it doesn't help with that. They they still fail even when going to moon. Um, <laughs> but the one of the reasons. Then what's the benefit of it then? Well, it's simpler. Um, if you do if you do what they do, you don't have to actually implement support for the Lightning Network on your devices. Okay. You can, you can Keep... just run everything on the base layer, and have uh, a third party intermediary uh, intercept those Lightning payments on the user's behalf and swap them for regular bitcoins. Okay. Yeah. I know. I know a so lot of people are, are big fans of, of Moon Wallet inside the lab. Um, I don't. I don't use Moon Wallet. Yeah. So my my idea was to make, which uh, Thomas tried to implement, was to make a clone of Moon Wallet that um, isn't do, doesn't need to be on a phone. I wanted it to be like a web wallet version, and yeah, then you could make a Chrome that makes more sense. Yeah, that makes more sense. And you could make an API so yeah. that people who don't have Lightning support on their devices could interact with the API so that they don't have to implement Lightning support either. They can just call an API and then fake it like Moon does. Yeah, would you have to, I guess it would only be good for, how, how would, I guess my, my I'm trying to understand this, wrap my head around it, but like how would we go back to that same wallet if it's just on the mobile web? Like how are we locked, locked in to that same web wallet? Yeah, you'd need, you'd need your regular Bitcoin private key. It's the 12-word backup. Okay. And then if you wanted to move to another wallet, you could import them into some You would have device. to import them. So it would be basically like a hot wallet on the web. Yep. Yeah. So it would be basically for instances where you, you know, go into Miami or something and you have like just say a Wi-Fi uh, smartphone that's not connected on the data networks, right? Um, you could – I don't know about that. One, one of the reasons why I wanted to make it was uh-huh. because – I, there's a lot of things that I want to do with the Lightning Network that involve um, if doing custom scripts on it. And Lightning, the current Lightning implementations and Lightning wallets don't support the things that I want to do. Like what's, so what's, of, what's some of them? Well, the, one, the main one was that uh, when, I, when I was when I, ugh, I'm working on Lightning Escrow. And in order to receive a payment on Lightning Escrow, you have to create a special type of uh, invoice called a HODL invoice. And there's right now you can only do that by like interacting with your node on the command line, and I didn't want people to have to do that, especially if I wanted it to work on phones. And I was like, well, if I made my own web wallet, I could in- integrate the functions I want to be there, and then I wouldn't have to rely yeah. on wallets to implement support because I'd have control over it. Yeah, that makes more sense. So that's what I was going to do, and that's why I proposed it for the hackathon. And Thomas tried to do it. Um, but yeah, that was. That was how did he mess up on the? Or yeah, mess up is the wrong word. I should rephrase that. How I did, didn't have how, done how any did, better. I also, how did, I've also how did failed he, so far. How did he uh, um, 
you know, not well, get there, I guess. I don't want to speak for him because I would probably get it wrong. Oh, okay. So say one way to do it uh, would be to go to their GitHub, fork their fork their software because it's all free and open source, and then customize it to to work the way you want it to. Right. Which sounds like a simple enough project. That's what that's what GitHub is for. Like every project on there has a. Oh fork yeah, because I remember when he was saying that he ran into mm-hmm. some unknown dependency problems. Yeah, you get you get this issue where like you try and because it sounds simple enough, you fork it and you run it and then you modify it and you run it again. But it's not simple because it's the second part where you run it is the problem. You fork it and you run it and it doesn't run. It's like, why isn't this running? You know, it's like, well, your system's different from their system. They're using this operating system and you're using that one. They have all these dependencies installed and you right. don't. Yeah. It just doesn't just work. a lot of things that aren't matching up. Right. So that's not the way I was going to do it. Uh, but that, that he tried to do it that way. and It was great. It, we learned a lot by his, his attempt to, to make it happen. Right. But I... I had wanted to, I, I've always found that I always have trouble reading and interpreting and, and modifying other people's code. So I was going to start from scratch. I was going to make a, a, a clone of Moon Wallet without using any of their code and just rewrite everything. That makes more sense. And maybe. It, maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. I guess it's Well, just because you're the one that's actually, you know, creating the... It makes sense for me because I don't know how to read their code. But it, it also means it'll probably take me a lot more time because I have to redo everything. Right. But if you already know in your head how you want to build it, then it's kind of like 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 for me personally, like uh, we were just talking about this morning with me and me and uh, and Alex, like uh, mm-hmm. we were talking about designs for the for the Bitcoin Plus Plus of it, and um, you know with when it comes to me and how, how I how I think about things, I, I it takes me like a few days to come up with a design concept, but I'll yep. spend time, I'll be picking up things, be looking around, and it'll be it'll be on my head for like a full week. So so it's, when Kyle told me about it on Monday. I've been thinking about what's this design concept going to be for the Bitcoin Plus Plus event, especially for the hackathon portion that we're running. And the more and more I started thinking about it, it finally hit me this morning, like in the shower, where it usually hits. It's usually in the shower. It's always yep. with water for some reason. It's just the way my mind flows. But when it, I don't want to say what it is because we talked about it already. But um, <laughs> when I saw that image, I was like, that's what I want. I want something exactly like that. And then you know how I knew Super? It was supposed to be that one. When Don't I you know. When I got off of the uh, of the Uber this morning, yep. and I and I went to like our our normal row of blue, right there goes like a big old like uh, kind of like uh, I don't want to say graffiti because it wasn't graffiti, but it was like a work of art that somebody had created about Austin and stuff. And I looked at it and I was like, "Yep, that's exactly what I what I see." And that's I want to marry those two design concepts and then bring that to life with the Bitcoin Plus Plus, you know, the the, the marketing hackathon. and branding hackathon for it. And so at that point. I already had everything, but it was literally taking those two things that I saw because I had thought about mm-hmm. it in the shower. I went to work and then it goes again. And that was just kind of like a confirmation from, you know, I don't know if it's God. I don't know if it's like this antenna bolt of creativity that just shines on you. I don't know if it's subconsciously. I've seen it a couple of times and finally it hit me. So yep. it's, it's a lot of those things that you're pulling from this like uh, this like zeitgeist or whatever you want to call it. Like It's just like, it's like funneling to you. And that's just how I think of things. And it sounds like you're, Maybe a little bit different about that, or maybe I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that. It goes it goes much more slowly for me. Um, the lightning bolt of creativity hits. Well, it doesn't. It's it, for me. It's not a lightning bolt. It's a. Sl- it's like a tide. It comes in very slowly, and like bits and pieces come in. And oh, then, really? And then Interesting. It slowly grows, but it happens for me when I'm thinking about how somebody made a thing. Like I like for for Moon Wallet, I was trying to re, I was trying to figure out how they made it so they could do Lightning Network payments without actually implementing the Lightning Network, 
And as I read about it and read their explanations on Twitter and then looked at some of their code, I was like, oh, that's how it does it. And that, so that was some piece of the tide coming in with this idea of, of how I could do something similar. And then over time, I was like, well, how, what would I do differently? Like, because they there's some downsides to the way they do things. I was like, how would I fix those? And gradually, it just builds up, and suddenly it's an idea that I think is really cool. But uh, so not suddenly, I should say gradually, it's an idea that I think is really cool. And yeah. a lot of my ideas are like that. Or like times. Yeah. Yeah, that's it, interesting. Bits and pieces of them come in at various times, and it takes me a while to build up the idea. Yeah, it never comes to me. <laughs> it always comes to me in a lightning bolt, and that's just the way of all. It's always been for everything, like music, for any type of art that I created, and like especially like these days in Pleb Lab, it's the design. I love the way your mind works, Car. I love the way your mind works. I wish I was getting spoon fed that kind of stuff, but that would be amazing. Then I would never have to like. I don't press anymore like I used to. Like yeah. I, I talked to you about this. I'm just trying to be still now and trying to let things come to me, and so. Part of that is just being in that creative mindset all the time. And when you have a an idea, you're like, I need to figure out this idea. I don't know what it's going to be. But when it finally comes to you, you're like, that's it. Like when we did your um, your video for the hackathon, that yeah. came to me in the shower too. It was like, how are we going to do this? And I was like, start thinking about thinking about it, And then boom, it hit me like a lightning bolt. And then that's when I just go and collaborate with Logan. We went to Hobby Lobby. We went to like Party City. We looked for a lot of different ideas. Me and Logan went back and forth with it. And then finally, like we both settled on this is it. And like it was the time machine. It was a time machine. Yeah. And like, it, but it literally took all of that to happen in order for us to get there. Like, because yeah. me and Logan, we collaborate. I mean, we all collaborate, but like when it comes to like video stuff, me and Logan are like, like that. We both have the same kind of taste, the, most, the, the same kind of like vision of what we want it to be. Yeah. And, and it was cool when you came in, you're like, let's do it. Like you're a game for it. And that's mm -hmm. why I was like, yes, Super's game for it. That's always one of the challenges. Is getting, it always depends on what mood Super's in. Could even, it could easily have been like, <laughs> I'm not going to do that. That would look ridiculous. You know? Yeah. I but. mean, it, that's, it's one of your, it's one of your, um, you know, it's one of those things I kind of like about you because you never know what you're going to get. Mm -hmm. Right. You just kind of, you know, you're going to get the truth from him. And sometimes he's going to be up for it. And sometimes he's going to tell you no. And that's okay. Like, that's okay. That's okay. Yeah. So we were talking about sleeping on the floor. Dude, it's the best. <laughs> Isn't it though? Uh, uh, yeah, it is. In fact, let me, uh, let me tell you about this. I started sleeping on the floor a long time ago, uh, like 2012 what? or something. 2012? Somewhere around there. Wow, that. so you've been sleeping on the floor for a long time. Yeah, like 10 years. But I was like, it happened because I was getting a new apartment and I went, I didn't have a bed yet in this apartment, but I was really excited to stay in it because it was my first apartment outside of my parents' house. So I was like, cool, I'm just going to go sleep there. And I went and I slept on the floor. And I was just like, well, I'll just get a bed sometime this week or whenever. Uh, but it didn't become a priority for me. And, and in fact, I was sleeping really well. I was like sleeping better than I had ever. I was like, huh. Well, maybe it was just, you know, I was in I was in this new place. I was I was like home, you know, my my new home or something. But it just kept happening that I was sleeping really well. And I was like, well, maybe I don't need a bed. <laughs> so ever right. since then I've just slept on the floor. It's it's one of those things too. Like I, I had to move out and then I kind of did the same thing like what you said. I, I didn't want to bring a lot of those old memories with me. And so like I I I left them behind and then I realized after all of it, I was like, Oh, snap, I'm sleeping on the floor. And then I had asked you about it, and you had said, it's fine, you'll get used to it. And I literally, uh, 
Never got used to it until like maybe about a month ago, a month and a half ago. It took me like two months, dude, to like literally Man. get used to sleeping on the floor. It, it was terrible the first month and a half, two months. It was terrible, dude. But, For me, but something happened where it just like all of a sudden, it now it just works sleeping on the floor. Like my back is more straighter. I sit with a better posture. Like it just, uh, I'm feeling better. I get better sleep. It's important for me, I, I suppose, because, and the, this is true for a lot of programmers, we sit a lot during the day, and we usually are sitting in ways that aren't great posture, like leaning into our computers and our necks are jetting out, or at least that's how I do it. And it's bad. Like, I have bad posture for 12 hours out of the day. And then I go home to go to sleep, and suddenly I have good posture for eight hours. And that's like a resetting, maybe? I think so. Because I'm sleeping for a long time with good posture. Yeah, I usually only sit for... Uh you know, a handful of hours every day, but a lot of the time I'm just kind of moving around, walking around. But dude, when you, uh, when you sleep on the floor, I think I was, I think we had just gotten Alex to start sleeping on the floor here recently. And even he was saying, he's like, yeah, as soon as you sleep on the floor, then you, you wake up in the morning, you just kind of pop up because you don't want to stay in your bed, like and sleep on the floor. Like you're just done sleeping. So you get up and then you go attack your day. It, it makes sense, dude. I sleep on the soft earth, though, and so it's a little different for me. I actually do have—I still struggle to get out of bed in the morning. Do you really? To get yeah, How many of, pillows? Unquote, you, oh, you don't have any pillows, though, right? No, I have—I just ha I have blankets. So I have two blankets and a sleeping bag. And I, one of the blankets, I usually bunch up and use it like a pillow. And it's pretty good, one, right? Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> and the, the, the earth the, that the I sleep earth, on is so soft. And it's so cold, too? No. Well, I mean, it probably is, but it I'm in a sleeping you nice bag, and, so I don't feel Oh, you don't the, feel it? The, yeah. the warmth or the, the coldness when nah. it's... Wow, that's interesting. I thought you would. So I like, I roll around and I stretch and I get up and I'm like, ah, I'm going to go back to sleep. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. Me, like for bad. me, like I have a, have some carpet laid out and then I just just have some pillow and then I just lay down and then uh, put my blanket over me and I go to sleep. Yep. And then I wake up like, I never wake up in the middle of the night now, which mm -hmm. is strange because I used to always wake up in the middle of the night. I woke up last night because it started to rain, and the rain the rain woke me up. But, and it, but it was nice, though, because it's so soft and soothing. And it, So I woke up for like a minute, and I was like, oh, it's raining, and it sounds beautiful. And then I fell back asleep to the beautiful sound of the pitter-patter on my tent. That's kind of cool. It was do you so have good. A, do you have a Bluetooth, uh, like, speaker? Yeah, I do. And you, can you can you take it with you and, like, listen listen to it out there or no? Yeah, I probably could. I, or, I haven't are, tried are there, that. Are other people around you where you couldn't do that or you can do that? I, I probably could. Yeah. Um, but I wonder if what would be annoying, I think it has like an eight-hour battery. Okay. And it might be annoying if it gets if it got low and then it was like, battery low. <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. That your, robot voice. Your damn speaker talks, dude. Yeah. Oh, man, I hate that speaker so much. I forgot. That's your only speaker, right? That is that is my only speaker. Is that the one that the— um... It was like 20 bucks. From oh. C I got it from CBS. I thought that guy gave it to you. No, not the guy who went to Singapore. He gave me a space heater that I threw away. <laughs> you threw it away? I threw it away. Why? Well, because we're in Texas. It was always hot. I was like, I'm just I sitting here with a space heater on my desk that I never plug in. Yeah, I don't know why he gave you the space heater. Did you ask him for it? No, he said he was leaving to Singapore. He had, he had three things, two or three things that he wanted to get rid of. And he was like, I was there in the office that day. He was like, yeah. I've got a monitor, a space heater, and like a chair or something. I was like, do you guys, do you want any of these? The so, monitor? Yeah. So he definitely took the monitor and John uses that every day. And then I took the space heater, but I, then I and then the chair turned out not to be his chair either. Well, he didn't offer me the chair. I shouldn't have said that. He offered oh, okay. me the space heater and the monitor. Yeah, there was a thing where he somebody took the chair and then 
Turned out yelled at. Then got yelled at because it turned out to be somebody else's chair. Anyway, there you go. Sell your chairs, folks. Sell, Sell your chairs. Chair. Sell your chairs. Sleep on the floor. Buy Bitcoin. Buy Bitcoin. So do you think you'll ever go back to a mattress? I mean, I do off and on. Like, or, Do you no, really? Not, that off and on is the wrong way to put it. I do when I'm staying at someone else's place. Um, oh, wow. There's two. What does it feel like? I haven't slept on, the, on a mattress in like months, dude. Well, dude, Tony Giorgio, I got to sleep on his bed once because he was out of town. Yeah. He has like a, the fanciest, most expensive bed you can buy. And it was better than sleeping on the floor, I'll tell you. Really? <laughs> it was? was? Oh, it interesting. Was. You got a really, really nice mattress. But did you apparently. wake up though in the middle of the night? No, it was incredible. Did you, was there any like, yeah, that's weird. So do, were you able to switch back to the floor? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was no trouble switching back. Okay. That's what I worry about. It's like switching back. I see so many benefits from it. But the other time, so unless, if I'm staying at someone else's place, I'll sleep on a bed. Um, because usually rooms aren't designed for floor sleep, sleeping. Like I want, in order to sleep on the floor, I want a lot of space. Yeah, me too, to roll around. Yeah. Although I also I do start tent, rolling so around now. By the way, yeah, you're you're done. You do it too now. Now I start rolling. Like I'll literally like lay like this, and then I'll literally wake up and I'm the other way. Like I'll roll. Isn't that fun, dude? It is. It's so much. Fun. It's so you much. Roll all over the place. You just roll all over the place. I can't really do it in my tent, but yeah. Anyway, so but it's nice to have a floor. Of this place is laid out that way, and if most times when I stay in someone else's house, like a guest bedroom, and it's laid out with the bed as the centerpiece of the room, and then you can't really do it. You or, see my studio. It has. I have a lot of room to lay to lay down. Yeah, and sleep on it's the nice. floor. Your floor is nice. I like your floor. Yeah, I like my floor too. It's a really <laughs> nice floor. Um, <laughs> but the other time I'll do it is in a shared room. Oh, so like yeah, yeah. We, we, we were in or, Nashville. This mm-hmm. is when I wasn't sleeping on the floor. Because if you don't, if you sleep in a room on the floor in the shared room, people will step on you. Really? Or, the, or the, if they won't, don't step on you, they'll worry about it. They'll, they'll like get out of bed and they'll be worried that they're going to step on you. Uh, they'll, they'll say something. Are you going to sleep on the floor in Miami? I kind of want to sleep on the floor. Uh, we'll see what happens. Hopefully there's enough blankets for me to sleep on We're the floor. We're staying in an Airbnb and I don't know what it looks like. If it's a big shared room and there's a bunch of people in there, I probably will sleep on the bed. Yeah, I'll probably just sleep if on I the get, floor. There's one time when I went to one of these things and I got my own room. So that makes it easy to sleep on the floor. Are you looking forward to Miami or no? Yeah. yeah me too. What are you looking forward to the most? Well, I've got so many friends that I haven't gotten to see in a year. Yeah, uh, me too. So I'm looking forward to seeing Max. Max from the Toledo, yeah. Toledo, Toledo Bitcoin meetup. I miss Max. An Eden 3D printer guy. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing him. I'm looking forward to seeing, oh, I don't know, the people from Underground Citadel. Mm-hmm. Um, like Joe Rogers or Katie? Yeah. Yeah. Joe Rogers and Katie. Um well, and all the all the people she brings into that thing to speak are all really cool. So I'm looking forward to them. Um, I don't know what else. I'm looking forward to the pitch day because we're going to be presenting. Oh, there. you're going to be. You're gonna, oh yeah, that's right. You are going to be pitching. Yep. Are you going to be doing any talking, or is it just going to be Tristan? He said I have two minutes to tell how it works. <laughs> so I'm looking are you going to say that. anything to Mister Wonderful? I don't, who's that? Oh, okay, he's like this big. He sounds uh, wonderful. He sounds wonderful. Uh, he's like this big. Uh, He's like this big, well, there's this show called Shark Tank, right? And it's been on for like 30 years or 20 years on yeah. ABC. It's a it's a hit show. And they have um, Mark Cuban, who's like the owner of the Mavericks, Mr. Wonderful, and like these other, I guess, venture capitalists or whatever. And Mr. Wonderful's going to be at Bitcoin Miami? Yeah, he's going to be at Bitcoin Miami. So when you pitch nice. when you pitch your thing, potentially like you're doing you're doing it in front of one of the Shark Tank people, Mr. Wonderful. Woo, woo. And, but he's known to be like, 
very direct and very like your products, blah, 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 blah. Or like he'll say things like these and then you should watch a clip on YouTube. I'll send you one. But he's awesome. pretty he's pretty magical. I think it, he's good. He's good fodder, I guess is the word. Well, I look forward to it. Yeah, I hope uh, I hope we get some good criticism from him. That'll be awesome. Oh, yeah, I, I think so. I think you'll be I think you'll make an impression on him. Something tells me. Maybe I'll go in there and I'll be like, we're going to offer a product and no one's ever going to use it. <laughs> You should probably the, do. Here's our plan. Here's our plan. You should say so everything you could possibly criticize. I'll just, I'll just make it part of our that, presentation. That probably should be. The, no, don't listen to me. What do I know? Nah, It'd be funny. It would be hilarious. I don't. know. What do you win if you do pitch day? Like, what do you get? I don't imagine they give you anything. Yeah, I don't think so either. Right? Yeah, but it's, it's just, just good practice. It's well, it's it's the. Um, Opportunity to present in front of a live audience and someone in the audience might be interested. In Mr. Wonderful's there. Yeah, uh, but I, I don't think it's just going to be in front of him. I think it's going to be. Yeah, I think Max is one him. of them too. I think a couple I, of the guys from I mean, 1031. I think there's going to be like 60 or 70 people who are in the Oh, really? Who are watching. Yeah, I was I looking so. at the thing. It was like, like, I only saw like seven or 10 of them. Well, I don't know. I, did, I didn't look at the thing. I'm just assuming that they the, the reason they're having this pitch day is probably as another attraction to come to the event. And so I imagine they're going to let people watch. Yeah. Just general. Hopefully audience. it's live stream. I want to see, uh, I want to see you guys. I don't have an industry day pass, so I can't be there live, but I do want to see, uh, I want to see you guys on, I want to see what Mr. Wonderful tells you. I think that'd be kind of cool. You know, when I got, I, before the conference, I told someone, uh, Max, I, he was like, are you going to come to the conference? Cause he got me my ticket last year. And I was like, no, I'm staying away because it's a grift conference. What does that mean? It's like they're just chasing money. Like they're just they're they're allowing NFT stuff. They're allowing altcoins to come in and be presenters and be spoken. How do you stuff. do? You have proof of that, or what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I've looked on their website, and you can see it's they've got a bunch of people there who aren't Bitcoiners. Um. So so I was like, it's okay. if it's just chasing clout and chasing money, that's what I call the grift conference. I made okay. up the term. And I was like, it's a grift conference, so I'm not going to support it. And then he was like, okay, cool. And then three days later, I found out that I was selected to be one of the people who pitch, which means I might make some money out of it. And I went back to him like, forget everything I said. Turns out I am coming because I might make money out of it. That's funny. So I'm just a grift person now. Yeah. Yeah. Like, um, Forget everything about principles and standing against, you know, yeah. that kind of attitude. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I kind of, the way I look at it is like, if you're going to, you're going to throw an event that big. Mm-hmm. I don't see how you do it without those type of companies. Yeah, yeah. That's the hard thing. You just you, just, you um, can't. So somebody was always going to do it, right? But it does it I want to say we don't have to support it, you know. Like, yeah, like if, if if even if Bitcoin magazine and 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 the Bitcoin conference don't do it, right? Like somebody else is going to go and make a Bitcoin Doge conference party or something would start it. And yeah, it be, and then it will probably be the worst thing ever. It would, and it would be even worse. Yep. But at the same time it's kind of like also like yes, is it um kind of like Comic Con, right? Like is it um is it what you want it to be? Not really. Has it gone worse over the years? I don't think so. Not yet. Well, it's only um, been around for one year, so it can't have gotten well, worse yet. Well, I think, we did, wasn't there one in 2018, 2019, and then it skipped a year? You know, it used to be I in have LA. A big memory of that. Yeah, though. it used to be in LA, I think. Anyway, so what I was going to say is like, it had humble beginnings. That was fine. And then like, it became this big thing. And, and then there's all, if you guys, if, if, if anybody doesn't want to go, you don't have to go to it, then just go to BitBlock Boom. I feel like BitBlock Boom is the real Bitcoin conference, in my opinion. They were. 
uh, are. I mean, they are, so far they have. Been, and then they're been doing it in Austin this year. Um, it to me, it just makes sense. Like, if you really want a true Bitcoin only conference, then come to Bitblock Boom. When I, the first time I went to Bitblock Boom was the second its second year, and uh, they had the I, I on the day of the uh, when the conference started. Like, I got there before the conference started, and on the day it started, there were somebody had put up banner ads that were about Ethereum and Ripple on the on the sides of the room where you entered and the, where the conference was being. Really? Had. And so I contacted. Um, who is it? Gary, Gary something. Yeah. Gary Leland, who's in charge. Yeah. I me- messaged him and I was, I took pictures. I was like, look, someone set up these things. I thought this was a Bitcoin only conference. And I was upset. I was like, they've fallen down the, you know, they accepted corp sponsors who were pro altcoins. And then he was like, this isn't going to happen. And before the thing started, he went and tore down those, those banner ads to make it. So it was a Bitcoin. It really was a Bitcoin only conference. Wait, what year was this? This was not 2021, but 2020. No, dude. Yeah. I don't believe it. Why have I, I never I heard this? show you the pictures. Show me the pictures. I, I don't know if I believe this story. So yeah. you're saying that he accepted money from Ripple? And is that what you're saying? No, it was like, it was a Bitcoin exchange. Like, I forget, Kraken or something. But they set up banner ads that had Oh, were Ethereum they a sponsor? On them. Yeah. They, uh, whoever it was. I don't remember what the name of the exchange was. Oh, so it wasn't Kraken. I don't know who it was. But it, oh, so it you're saying he had, he had a sponsor. I, I, something tells me it might have been Kraken, but I don't know. So, so he had a sponsor who mm-hmm. was an exchange that were also were, were shilling. Yeah, and so they put up these banner ads that they had brought that showed altcoins on them. And so I took pictures and said, Gary, this this was before the conference started. I said, Gary, I thought this was a Bitcoin-only conference, and I was really upset. And he was like, we're, we're going to make sure that they don't have those. And so then when I came back later, oh, okay. they had been torn down. Right, and I talked to Gary about it. He was like, "Yeah, I went and told him to take him down. They can't put up yeah, stuff you, advertising altcoins at Yeah, you, you can't. Like it's yeah, that's why I was like surprised that you said. That. I was like, uh, that doesn't sound like Gary would let that pass. He didn't, and yeah. that was why that it, it, the conference didn't start with any altcoin stuff. He's like that. super hardcore about that. Like yeah. to him, that's like everything. That's yeah. his brand. So like, of course, he's not gonna let that happen. Yeah. So I'm just that was, I was using that as an example of how hardcore Bitcoin only that conference is. Yeah. And Bitblock Boom is not like that. Or I mean I mean Bitcoin the Bitcoin conference in Miami is not like that. Yeah. If it wasn't so. for Gary, I would have never gotten into Bitcoin. That's just the honest truth. Um it was right. it was Tell him. Me more. Yeah, yeah. I've told I've told this story many times. It's just that Gary was the one that orange pilled me over the years. Like I met Gary in, in was it twenty eighteen? Yeah. And then over time me and him just always stay connected and he would be like always telling me, Car, if you just got into Bitcoin, you'd be a lot you'd be a lot better off. You'd be much more successful. He would, he goes, You're too talented to be wasting your time in that crypto shitcoinery stuff and I, I was just like still going down the path of a, sh- of a shitcoiner because I didn't understand anything Yeah, and then uh, I mean I had Bitcoin but I didn't really understand it and then um, it was finally when I when I talked to him probably in the end of 2019 into 2020 where he like really got through to me and then it was like that's when I started making the transition at the end of 2019 to like just be Bitcoin only and that's what it that's all it really 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 took was just like him inviting me again to Bitblock Boom and seeing all that stuff again and like it just took him to go that's why I'm like very when when people are shit coiners like I'm very much more I don't I don't I'm not gonna say I accept that they're shit coiners but I don't give up on them because I know eventually they're gonna turn into bitcoiners because I saw myself turn into that over time and um had Gary not seen that then who knows what would have happened who knows what would have happened right I'd probably still be at my fiat job but you had somebody who wouldn't give up on you, and that's yeah. You'd have important. somebody that he saw enough talent in me to say, like, man, dude, if you would just be on Bitcoin, 
you would take off. And you're not going to get to be, you're not going to find someone who's more of a Bitcoin only person than Gary Leland. Exactly. But he doesn't give up on an altcoiner. So it, I don't, it, I think he, I think, I think it wasn't so much that I was a shit coiner or alt coiner or whatever you want to call me, but it was that I think he, he generally just kind of liked me. I think it was just one of those things where he just kind of liked me and he just kind of like, um, it's very easy to do car. I'll tell you that from my own personal experience. And uh, to this day, I talk to him all the time. Liking you is not hard. Thank you. Uh, But, but like, and just, yeah, dude, I I just appreciate everything Gary did for me in the early days. Cause thank you, Gary. Thank you, Gary. I tell him, I, I tell him all the time. I'm like, dude, it's because of you I got my start. Like, he put me on. He even let me, like, throw out some Thriller Bitcoin stuff in the early days, which was cool when we were first getting started. And yeah. it wasn't for Gary, like, all that stuff. So, yeah, Gary's a real one. There you go, man. Gary's a real one. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that, that, that saying's getting really cliche these days. I hear it a lot. I wish there was a better way to say that. He's based. He's super based. That's another cliche. Oh man, they're all cliches. They're all becoming cliches now, we right? Come up with our own. We need term. some. We need some. No, some he's, new terms. He's he's orange. Yeah, Gary's he, orange. No, this. I think this should be the new term. I think we should go. Gary definitely has the orange flow in him. That sounds like a soda. Hey. <laughs> orange flow. Yes, he, he has the beats. He has the, 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 Gary's got the orange flow, man. The orange flow. I like it. I like it. All right, sounds good. We can dig it. We can dig it. We can dig it. Um, yeah, dude, it's just uh, just good times right now. Vibes are high around here in Plub Lab, huh? What price is going up? Bitcoin is that what it is? What's, what's, the, price what's the price right now? Is that why everybody's in a good mood these days? It was 47 earlier. Here, let's check it out right now. We had 48 yesterday. It was great. Yeah, it's 47 still. It looks like it got up to 47.7. What's the Dude, yeah, we're looking pretty good. You think we're going to get to 50 by conference day? I don't know. I don't care. Neither do I. I really just like. But I seeing, guess I care I, enough I, that it put me in a good mood. So I really, I just like seeing the number go up. Honestly, I like it when I like because I use Bitcoin for every expense, and sometimes it feels like I'm getting free stuff because I'll because like the other day I had four hundred fifty dollars in my wallet and I bought some McDonald's and I went down to four hundred forty, but then later that day it was back up to four fifty. Isn't that and it great? Felt like I got Is, free McDonald's. That, so the other day, like <laughs> I, I, I bought these new Beats headphones. Yeah, and it turns out, ladies and gentlemen, they're, they're terrible. They just don't connect to the iPhone really good. Anyway, right, well, there you go. There you go. Um, they're the Beats Pro Studio. Don't waste your time on those. Get the AirPods. Fiat headphones. They're fiat. They're very fiat. <laughs> they feel fiat too, and they they weren't. They're were pretty expensive. Anyway, yeah, get yourself a Bluetooth speaker that yells at you. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Get yourself a Bluetooth speaker that talks to you. Uh, so anyway, so literally, uh, I bought those headphones, and then like I think it, Bitcoin was must have been like at forty one or forty two somewhere around there. Yeah. And then uh, it shot up to like 47, 48, whatever it was. Just like came back. And I was like, whoa, I got those for free. There you go. It's, it's kind of cool having this kind of math money, huh? I do. I like it. it it's because it's, I've started, I found creative ways to use, to spend my Bitcoin at like places like McDonald's and Walmart and places that don't accept it. And it allows me to like watch my money go up and down in value, the, the money that I spend, you know? Yeah. It's a neat, it's neat. Like, I mean, I guess I, I've been doing this ever since 2017 when I got into Bitcoin. I've been doing yeah. the same thing, but it's still fresh. It's still cool to be, to see yeah. that my money is, it's, it's like the real, there's nothing artificial about it. You know, it yeah. feels real. Like the money ought to fluctuate in value uh, based on how the economy is doing. 
And in the Bitcoin economy, right, recently it's been doing great. So we're going up. And that means I'm richer. Yeah. Like uh, the, like the other day, I got a really big, uh, 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 you know, um, I got a lot of sats, right? And it was mm-hmm. just like, I think it was like uh, 4 million sats or something. And I was like, this is, this is, this is 4 million sats. Yeah. Like 4 million sats, super. Mm-hmm. We're talking about 4 million satoshis, right? Yeah. That get sent to you. And then you're kind of like, you're kind of like wondering, you're like, wow, this is a lot of sats. Mm-hmm. But I think most people, when they see like, I think, you know, we'll, like I, I think we we had just came from Torchies this, this afternoon. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, man, I, I nearly spent like, you know, mm-hmm. 50,000 sats on, on this on this lunch. And it was just kind of like, man, that's a lot of sats. It makes you want to save. Yeah. I, it does. I, I even have the record. I spent 37,000 759 sats. Yeah. On lunch today at Torchies. It's like, you know, that's, that's my, a lot of sats. That's that's gonna be somebody's that's gonna be a teacher's salary one day. Yeah, man. Seriously. Yeah. I guess we'll find out. I think we'll find out here pretty soon. What do you think about all this? Uh well, Marty was asking all those questions yesterday about uh because I saw some of the clips. When Marty was asking all the questions about like uh the mining and the dollar and all that stuff, and you had a really interesting answer, and you're like, no, we already won. What, what 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 were you thinking in your mind when you because I I don't really talk to you about that I forget, stuff. I forget but exactly it was, the precise context in which he says yeah, we're winning. Yeah, I don't remember. But, but when people say that, what oh, do you think? Like, because you're you come you usually are somewhere like completely right. different mindset no, of I, everybody else. It comes from something that it's a meme in Bitcoin for a very long time has been that Bitcoin is future money. But ever since I bought into Bitcoin, I went all in and I started using it immediately for everyday expenses. And so for me, Bitcoin's not future money. It's present money. It's, it's what I currently use as money. And in the same way, when people say we're going to win, to me, at least in my life, is I've already I've already won. Like Bitcoin's already the thing. <laughs> That's right. The thing. That is what you said. Uh, it was pretty. It was pretty and, amazing to hear that. Yeah, and he. So the example that I used in that context was less about me and more about. Um, the fact that Bitcoin started out as zero is worth nothing. You could literally hit a button in the Bitcoin core to generate Bitcoins. And now Bitcoin is um, like a major policy consideration for the United States, the European Union, uh, the United Kingdom, Russia, Ukraine, and China all have Bitcoin policies. It's like we won. (laughs) They're all talking about us. We're we're at center stage and they're all trying to figure out how do we deal with Bitcoin being the superpower now. Right. There's active campaigns now. I don't know. Did you hear the news about this? This $5 billion campaign to make, to convince Bitcoiners to not, to stop running Bitcoin and start running. Yeah. That's ridiculous, dude. Imagine if he just bought Bitcoin with that. He could have. (laughs) He could have just bought Bitcoin with that $5 billion. It just makes more sense. Why would you... But it, was you, it billion or million? I think it was billion. No, I think it was million. It, was it could million be billion. Dollar, I mean, a million dollar campaign is much less impressive. Yeah, it should be billion. They, yeah, should, they should really go into it. If you want to attack Bitcoin, <laughs> throw really, some $5 really, billion dollars into your attack. Really lean into it. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny, though. Like $5 million dollars is piddling. Yeah, they spent $5 million And then I think uh, like a lot of people were complaining about it. But me, I'm just like, let them, let them waste. Mm-hmm. Like, this just proves... Like they're making the argument. Like Marty says this all the time. They're making the argument for us, right? Every time they do that, it's so hilarious. They don't see it. It's yeah, a I clown thought, world, right? Uh, yeah, it is. I thought it was hilarious that he was like, 
We believe that there's 50 people, 50 key people who we have to convince to change Bitcoin's code. Mm-hmm. And he named like three of them. And they were like, Elon Musk was one. It's like, we have to convince Elon Musk. Elon Musk, I'm sure he's read that. He's like, what the world? I don't even have anything to do with this. <laughs> I, I do Tesla and SpaceX. I don't yeah. do Bitcoin. It's That's not funny. one of my things. How could I do anything? God, dude. But they identified him. As, if, he, if we can convince him that Bitcoin needs to change, then everyone will listen or something like that. I kind of get the feeling now at this point, every summer leading it or every spring leading into the summer, there's going to be a direct attack on Bitcoin. Yeah. It's the same thing that happened last year. They started piling on Bitcoin around this time. There was the New York agreement in 2017. Right, that was a big attack. It, right, it's like it seems like every year there's going to be a spring attack on Bitcoin. It's just hilarious to see every year these new campaigns to really try to kill Bitcoin. And it's just like give us your best shot. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you, you're not gonna like. I think you made that point yesterday too. You're like, I'm, no, we're not gonna convince. Like, you're not gonna convince the people with the biggest bags to sell their Bitcoin. It's just, and then even if you do, the hodlers like us, mm-hmm. we're gonna hold on. Yeah. 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 I'm riding the ship till it falls, Papa. I'm, like, I'm keeping Bitcoin. I'm I'm riding this thing until it completely breaks down. I'm not not budging. Yeah. What person, about you? I'm if, if Bitcoin breaks, I'm buying all 21 million. <laughs> <laughs> Put them all up for sale with all this. I'll I'll take them. Pull them all up for sale. <laughs> give them, give them. Uh, that'd be hilarious. If so, there was a fire sale, yeah, dude. I I'm not gonna say it can't happen. Because you don't want to put that out there. Put in my buy order right now. Bitcoin at one penny. I'll take all twenty one million, sir. It would be. It would be a great. Uh, now that would be a great reset. Yeah. <laughs> imagine if Bitcoin crashed back down to like a dollar. Sweet. Imagine that. Guys would get a do over. <laughs> Guys would get a do over. Ladies too. Like, what do you think would be the implications to that? Like, like everything would. You think everything in the industry because. Do you well, ever think about stuff like that? Or no, not really. I know. I know. You, in order for that to happen, I suppose the people, the people who are currently holders, would have to think that there's something wrong with Bitcoin, and if they thought that, they'd probably be right. So, oh, really? You think? Yeah. I mean, because what's going to make like the big, the big Bitcoin geniuses like Matt Maxwell and Adam Back and those guys who are built it to win oh, this yeah. today? If they were like, all right, I'm I'm selling my Bitcoin for a penny, they've got to think something's something's wrong. Oh, you think? Oh, so you think that would be the only way it could truly collapse if you get certain people well, of stature in the space? I think there are certain people who would only sell if there was something really wrong with Bitcoin. Interesting. So, oh, I've never heard that before. Well, who knows? Sounds like, to me, it sounds like fud. So, why don't yeah. we just ignore that? <laughs> we should probably just ignore that. Slay that idea. <laughs> Slay that dragon. Bam. <laughs> Kill it. Yeah, it's a. Uh, it's. Uh, yeah, it's just. It's crazy to think of all these scenarios. Like, this is one of my favorite pastimes of of Bitcoiners hanging together is hearing all these like hypothetical scenarios that we know will never happen, but we still talk about them like they're a possibility. Yeah. Why do we do that as Bitcoiners? Why do you think? Well, it gets boring just talking about everything else. <laughs> Might as well talk about killing Bitcoin. Isn't Lightning cool though? Lightning's awesome. Don't, don't you think like, do you think like if we didn't have Lightning, do you think it would be a much different time for a lot of us right now? Do you think even me or you would be building on Bitcoin right now if we didn't have Lightning? Yeah. Yeah, I would still be I would still be building on Bitcoin without Lightning. Um, but doesn't Lightning make everything cooler though? N- uh, a lot. It makes a lot cooler. It probably makes everything cooler. I think it does. I think I think the reason why we're seeing a lot of young people like we just had Cooper on, like those guys come into mm-hmm. the space right now is because we have Lightning. Yeah, because it's fun, dude. It do- it makes Bitcoin fun. Feels again, like the early. It feels like the early internet. To but see, me. The, the thing is that. 
Bitcoin right now is very cheap to use and fast to use, even on the base layer. So it's still fun, even without Lightning. But yeah, absolutely, it definitely is fun. I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a on chain kind of a guy myself, you know. Mm-hmm. Tristan's like Lightning only, bro. And I'm like, I'm like, uh, then the lightning only, bro. Send me a lightning invoice. Ain't do the on chain shit, bro. Boomer. That's what he tells me. Fucking boomer. I'm like, uh, on chains for a tap, bro. He's like, no, lightning invoice only. I'm like, okay. He'll come around. He'll come around. Uh, No, dude. I think there's a lot of these like lightning. I don't even want, what do you call those guys? Like lightning maximalists? No, let's not, let's not, let's get a better term than that. Lightning purist. Uh, yeah, I guess that, they're charged up about it. They're charged up about it. So lightning Thor's. <laughs> I don't know what you call those guys. Uh, guys like Tristan. There's other guys like that. I think Cooper lightning, might be lightning bros. Lightning bros. No, no, no. That's a bad term. We'll figure it out. Anyways, guys like him, they're like lightning only, man. I don't have any on. Chain. I don't know anyone else other than him who, do, who does that. No, there's Cooper. I think this is that way. Isn't that he that way too? Maybe he's been hanging out with Tristan oh, too I don't long. Know. Uh, that's what happens. All these lightning guys. I haven't. I haven't. Pure lightning only. I don't think I've sent Cooper any bitcoins yet, so hmm. I don't know what he's like on uh, that front. Are you an on-chain guy? Or are you more like lightning? I have more money on the base layer than I have on lightning. Yeah, same. So even on my even on my phone, I have more funds on the base yeah. layer than on lightning. I really like riding the base layer, though. I use lightning more than I use the base layer. I like doing that. lightning. It's just uh, I just don't like the wallet designs that are out there. I uh-huh. think we could do much better. Well, if, if if Lightning was a little bit more prettier on the wallet side, I would use it more. Yeah. Well, stay tuned. Maybe we'll make a real nice wallet. I do like Cash's. I do like Cash's uh, Lightning implementation inside their what's, app. What's Cash? Cash. Yeah. What is that? It's uh, it's it's the uh, the Jack Dorsey one. You never. I've sh- here. Let me show you. You've, you've seen the Cash. I've seen the Cash. Yeah, this one. Cash oh, Cash app. app. Yeah, I guess it's called Cash App. I always just call it Cash. You like their... I don't like the way they did Lightning no, because I li- you can't create a Lightning invoice in there. Well, not yet, but I can send either a Bitcoin or, or Lightning QR code and yeah. it just scans it. Like, that's pretty pretty impressive. That is good. And the UI is really good. It's nice and sticky. Uh, it just fits. I can buy and sell. My favorite thing about that... I don't like the KYC, the- though, but I don't think you can have nice things without KYC. <laughs> We're not there yet. Well, I... Uh, I have, I think there are nice things that don't do KYC. Like which ones? <sighs> blue Wallet. I like Blue Wallet. Uh, I want to before we go there. I want to continue to talk about Cash App for a second. And tell you one thing. Yeah. I do like my favorite thing about them is the squiggly line. What squiggly line? The squiggly line that shows you how the Bitcoin price is what the Bitcoin price has done over the past whatever week. That one. Day. Yeah, that squiggly line because it's uh, what, what what happens when you press down on it. Like press down on any point on it, it gets spikier. That one? No, 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 no. I switch it? Press here, I'll hold. let you do it. Just here. So I'm going to press my finger down and hold on here. And it gets spikier. You oh, see that? yeah, that it is kind of cool. See, th- those are the little touches that I like about the cache, you know? Yeah, it shows you like a more detailed gradient view. And then when you zoom out, it shows you the smooth, you know, yeah. curvy one. That's why I say like in order to have nice things, you got to KYC until somebody proves me wrong. This is, I think, I think cash is the one to beat uh-huh. in my opinion. But what do I know? I don't know. I don't know what you know. Um, I don't know. I mean, you even have boosts on there. Look at that. We just went to to Torchies. I got a boost. To me, slick, it, man. To me, it makes sense, All right, man. Here's one. 
the Bitcoin company just came out with a pretty oh, slick app. Oh, fucking the No KYC on there. I do like that. The only thing I've already told the, the price and the, the Carmen about this was just the, the, the selection of the wallet that you have to like manually copy and paste, but they're going to do it here in the next update. There you so go. that's just like one little small thing, but I've been buying all my gift cards on there. Oh, you Exclu- buy gift cards? Exclusively. Oh, man. Yeah, I bought uh here. Have you seen that? Do you have it on your phone? Yeah, I have it. I'm waiting for them to come out with a Visa gift card option. Uh, I think that's coming out here pretty but I, soon. I think I used it. Like no. that. Dude, dude, I love that little, what is that, a moose again? No, not the it's moose. A mon- mon- uh, no, not I was the about to say it's a mongoose. <laughs> mongoose. It's not a mongoose. It it's does look badger. like the, the magic. Yeah, the honey badger. Yeah, look at my sats. I got sats. I got sense. I bought the Spotify. And used it more than I have then. Uber, Uber Eats, Uber. Yeah, dude. I wanted to buy some Nike stuff, but I was like, eh, I'm not trying to support young kids working. I think the one that I wanted to use it for, oh, I should use it for Airbnb. They've got Airbnb. Oh, wow. They just got some new ones on here. They have Dave & Buster's. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Super. We should go to Dave & Buster's. Oh, you know what? I haven't looked for. Do they have Texas Roadhouse? <gasps> Boss, they do have Texas Roadhouse. Dude. Should we go to Texas Roadhouse when we get to Miami? Just do it. Oh, they probably don't have it in Miami. They have to they have like Miami Roadhouse or something. You think that? Florida Roadhouse. But look, Texas Roadhouse, best $25 steak you can get. CVS has chocolate milk. Oh, I thought you were going to say they have steaks. They have chocolate milk. So uh, I want to go to CVS. Do they have a CVS gift card? Yeah. Boss. They get 2.5% sats back on it. And I go I th- I sometimes I go there. It's self-checkout. Week, it's self-checkout, so. isn't it? They have a self-checkout, but I don't know if you can use if they need because they need to scan the gift card and type in a PIN code. So I don't know if you can do that at the uh, at the self-checkout. Oh, so you have to get somebody to actually punch it in? I, well, I don't know. I've I've done it the last time I went there and used a gift card. I did. I went to the regular checkout, the not self-checkout, and they had to scan it and then punch in a thing. So yeah. I don't know if you can do it at the self-checkout. I'll, I'll tell you what though, the Benz did get one thing right on this, and I, I told them this when I first saw it was like they really locked in the idea of gift cards over lightning and they hit it out of the park. Like to me, I used to go to BitRefill all the time. Yeah. Like all the time I would go to BitRefill. But now I'm going to use the Bitcoin company because guess what? Those guys are my friends. Yep. You know? And like, I want to, I want to. Kind of friends with the guys at BitRefill too though. They're also nice guys. Well, you know, it's, I feel like, you know, I'm sure they're great guys too, but it's like, my, I'm eating my I'm eating I'm eating the dog food that I'm around, you know? It's like KNC cattle. Like a lot of us buy from KNC cattle. It's because, well, we know them, we can shake yeah. their hand. You want to shake your developer's hand, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Is that a thing? <laughs> I feel like I just stole yeah, that from like Texas Slim. <laughs> it's probably, yeah. It's probably a thing. Shake your developer's hand. You want to shake your developer's um, hand. Like, but I shake I, like, let me shake let me guys, shake your hand. Like John Carvalho. I, I want to shake your hand. Yeah. Go. I like John Carvalho too. It's because I've shook in his hand. He was a bit refill guy for he was like lead dev for that was job. the reason I used it, was because of him. You did fun fact, John, if you're listening. So yeah, you could be friends with those guys and still you. But uh, I'm, what I'm really looking forward to is that they plan to add Visa gift cards, which I use all the time. Because uh, how do you think that's gonna? What, what would what you would, can buy them for Bitcoin and then use them at places in cool, real stores? Cool, but how do you think they're gonna do it? Well, just they're probably the same way that Pay with Moon does it. Mm. Because Pay with Moon has well, they're, they're technically prepaid gift card or prepaid cards rather than gift cards. But don't you have Same problems way. with those though? Sometimes I know I know John was saying he had problems with those too when he tried to buy IKEA furniture or something. Yeah, there are some places that don't accept don't. There are some places that don't accept prepaid cards, and there are some places that don't accept gift cards. 
but between the two of them, you can usually get all get everything. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, but it's hard because they don't because no one really knows the difference between them. They don't really advertise this is a gift card and this is a yeah. I thought they were card. the same thing. Yeah, but there are differences. I don't know what the difference is. Um, like there are legal differences between them. Wouldn't it? Wouldn't it be easier though just to make like you know those dot those dot like it'd be easier if everyone just accepted Bitcoin, then we wouldn't have to buy yeah. intermediary cards in order to shop at places. Yeah, yeah, for sure, but. Just kind of play this out. I'm just playing this out in my head. Like, do you remember those? I don't know if you know these debit cards. They usually sell them to like people at Walmart or people. Yeah, green dot cards. Those green dot cards. Wouldn't it be easier just to get like a partnership with them and then just convert your Bitcoin into those little prepaid cards that require very little KYC? They require they require full KYC. Oh, do they really? Yeah, they try to do it with by just your phone number at first. Yeah. Just ask for your phone number. But if you don't have your if they if they search your phone number on this database called Plaid. Uh, and uh-huh. if they can, if they find it and you've got, and Plaid has connected to your phone number, all of your other data, they'll get it from there. But if Plaid doesn't have it, which like they don't have it for me, then Green Dot will make you give them your KYC. social security number <sighs> so and your driver's See, license. It's, it's hard to get nice things. Uh, right. Without KYC. Yeah. So how do we fix that? Bitcoin. Don't, don't, eventually... Uh, I would like it if I didn't have to buy Visa gift cards in order to go places. We just start using Bitcoin Sats. Yeah, just use Bitcoin and Sats and get businesses to accept it. Um, but in the meantime, they all, almost all of them accept Visa. So you can. So what yeah. I do is I buy a Visa card right, right at the point of sale, use it while I'm there, and then I don't have any money in dollars anymore. Yeah, that makes sense. It's just, um, yeah, it's just like there's so much. Um, friction there when it doesn't need to be because mm-hmm. literally just one transaction it is it's a lot of friction like when I, when I went to meant when i went to mcdonald's early or yesterday i had to get on the mobile app and place my order on there because that allowed me to type in one of these visa cards um but like i couldn't use i, could, I didn't have something physical to swipe because i only had a moon card that i purchased online and they wouldn't let me type it in at the cash register so i was like well can i order online like yeah mm-hmm. if you order online then you can type it in so I'll do that. But it's more friction, you know. It'd be better if I could, if they showed me a Bitcoin QR code and I could scan it. Do you think by you doing this purpose, because I know you you live this way. Do you think by doing that all the time, it, it's kind of like very, uh, I would say it's very ingrained in you to do it this way now. Do you feel like that helps you make, that makes you a better developer? No, it doesn't make me a better developer. I don't think. Do you, you don't think that gives you more insight well, into how everything's broken? No, okay, yeah. In that sense, yes, it does. Uh, I, I inten- One of the reasons why I intentionally do that is so that in the event that other people need to, there will be at least one expert who's done it for a long time. Interesting. If we, ha- if we face the kind of uh, collapse wherein everyone is shuttered from using, um, from, from buying or selling goods because they don't have uh, KYC, I want to be someone who already has practice and experience and an expert in doing everything without KYC. So a typical day in the life for super is like you waking up, you know, from the ground, mother earth, getting out of bed. <laughs> and go to McDonald's. And then, yeah, well, well yeah, get chocolate milk. Or wherever, yeah. Like, I know you like your breakfast. You like your pancakes. Like, <laughs> no, this is, this is normal things. I like my tacos, right? I usually skip breakfast. You thing. do? I thought you had to have breakfast. No, usually I skip I've been breakfast. on so many things with you now where I'm like, I got to feed super because if he doesn't have his morning breakfast, then he's going to be cranky. I get cranky. I, I guess, know. Uh, I do like I do like orange juice in the morning. So. Orange juice, yeah, you do like orange juice. Orange juice is great. What's your favorite orange juice? What? Is it the pulp free one or the pulp one? Uh, I like pulp probably free. pulp free. Yeah, me too. 
kind of fault free kind of guy. Anyway, no one wants to hear about that. We yeah. should talk about. Um, uh, so you asked if it makes me a better developer, though. Yeah, does it make you a better developer? I that was the original question. And then we kind of got sidetracked. Yeah, because because I, I want to tell you what it, what I think it makes me better at is learning how to do that stuff, so so that I can teach others if I, if I ever need to. But yeah, I think it does help me be a better developer. I think so too. I focus on products that reduces all that friction. Yeah, it has that, to that be. gets rid of the need for KYC. There's so many times where I will explain a problem to you and you'd be like, uh, it would be easier if you just did this. How many times have I heard you say that? Probably a lot, but it's not. Uh, usually my solutions aren't actually easy. <laughs> so they're also hard, but they don't require data. I don't know. It seems, to, it seems to be working for some people in the lab. I don't want to say any names, but I mean, they've implemented some of those things. And it seems to be working fine for them. <laughs> That's maybe so. Maybe so. Uh, well, can you give an example, though? I, I, I think, think Zapright. Yeah, I thought you were talking about Zapright. Yeah. So it was that I showed him how he could... Um, Ellen, was it the Ellen bits? Yeah, he uh, wanted to add lightning support, and I told him how he could do it. And uh, then he was... I don't know I don't know if he believed me. He probably believed me, but he was like, can you help me? So I made it for him, and then it worked. And then he was able to add lightning support to Zapright. And now it's like a cool feature. Yeah, now he's got like three different ways of doing lightning. <laughs> yeah, he has cool. strike now too. And yes. like, yep. yeah, it's pretty... Yeah, I love Zapright. Have you, have you started awesome. using it yet for your clients? I, I know you do some some client work every once in a while. I have not yet used it a single time. I don't know if I will. No? Uh, oh, because you guys are moving in that same direction? Well, I'm getting rid of my all my other clients and just uh, moving okay. to... Just Lightning move, Escrow? Working on, just working on Lightning Escrow. Oh. So I don't know if I will have... I, I have like one more payment to make. I'll be ah, okay. done with all my clients. You know what's, you know what's interesting but though? Maybe I'll use ZapRite for it. I've been using ZapRite. It's freaking amazing, dude. It like, is amazing. I, I love it. It's so seamless. Now that I've already got the hang of it, it's just like, oh, boom, send the invoice, boom. Send Everyone the link. who still has clients should definitely still use ZapRite. Yeah, I don't, it's it's a no-brainer. And John has it to a point now where it's just like, it's re, it's reduced. I even told him, I was like, dude, you need to start charging people. I love his ZapRite or Strike integration too. That's going to make it very easy for people to accept. Yeah, I think so too. Bitcoin and and for some people, they, for businesses, many businesses want to convert it immediately into dollars. Yeah. And they can easily do that with Strike now. And I, yeah. I think I think Strike's the way to go. It's I wish one-two punch for yeah. people who aren't on the Bitcoin standard yet but still want Bitcoin customers. Yeah. I think it, I think I, I wish I could get a Strike account. I, I still don't have one because they won't give me one, but that's a long story. Anyway. You can use mine, my friend. I can't I don't, use I don't yours. Use, I don't use mine because they require KYC for anything over $100. But Wait, so you can get a strike account without KYC? You can get a strike account uh, with, yeah, I th- you can. But you, you so you, they have the Chrome extension. You can install oh, really? the Chrome extension and start using it. But if you go, if you try to send yourself more than a hundred dollars, then they say now you need KYC. Yeah, see, that's the thing. Like I, I already use cash for everything, so it's like kind yeah. of like there I'm, you go. If I'm using that app, I don't know. Then you I go, mean, they're, yeah. they're different, but. I want to use Strike. I just can't get an account. Maybe if they would have gave me one a long time ago, then I would have started using them. It'd been a yeah Strike maximalist. Yeah, I don't like that word maximalist anymore. Well, I just it's it's a very popular term in this space right now. So. I'm not a fan of it anymore. That's fine. But like it's so 2018. It was never a great word. I never like I never liked it. To be honest with you, I always hated it. <laughs> you know, I'm not gonna say, I'm not gonna say I hated it. I just. <laughs> Uh, I just, I just feels it's just not. It's, I think it started off trying to be like an endearing thing, and I feel like now it's just not an endearing thing. It's just like, I guess it depends on when you define it as starting off, because it came from a a vitalic. Yeah, he was insulting Bitcoiners and saying they're 
they are maximalist. But it's always been very ill-defined what, what even a Bitcoin maximalist yeah, is. I just feel like a Bitcoiner. But, so what, how do you define? T- tell me about that. What is a Bitcoiner? Bitcoiner is somebody who is um, doing everyday things with Bitcoin, who's living his life on uh, on Bitcoin. Someone told me once that a Bitcoiner is, is someone who has Bitcoin. What do you think of that? Somebody who what? has? If you have Bitcoin, you're a Bitcoiner. Sure. All I right. guess, yeah. So Vitalik's a Bitcoiner. I bet you he holds all his money in Bitcoin. All right. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, but it's, he's not a that, dumb dude. Does that cheapen it? Does that cheapen the word though, and make it so it's not a positive thing to be a Bitcoiner? Because no, not at all. I mean, what's the, what's the, what's the thing that everybody always says what's all the time? George Soros. Like, he's a Bitcoiner. It's like then. Bitcoin is for enemies, right? It's Bitcoin's for everybody. So it's like yeah. it, it, everybody's gonna have it at some point. So we need. To, so maybe you can be a good Bitcoiner or a bad Bitcoiner. But if you have Bitcoin, you're a Bitcoiner. I think. I think eventually. I think eventually, once we get on a Bitcoin standard, everybody's going to be incentivized to, uh, to 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 uh, to live in a certain way because it's going to it's you're incentivized to live that way, right? Freaking getting buzzed off that the wazoo. Okay, we should probably end this. Hey, uh, thanks for coming on. I appreciate you. Do you have uh, you want to show anything, dude? No. Why not? <laughs> That's the whole point. A podcast is to show things. Oh, you should probably show your 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 co-founder. Uh, I, I, okay. I'll do, maybe I'll do that next time. This time I'm <laughs> it's gonna, gonna be so amazing. Be like, you still didn't talk about me. <laughs> uh, we love you, Tristan. Every, everyone should go and use um uh the the Bitcoin Grind app. That's what I'm gonna. Show. Okay, go I don't Bitcoin even want to know what that is. All right, there you go. Okay, well, check it out, everyone. You heard it here first. You heard Bitcoin it here. Grind. You heard it here first. Uh, we'll, we'll see y'all next time.